This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network, we are the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes, Miles Jack! And I'm Ryan Abraham from USCFootball.com. Liner, going to try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the Podcast of Champions. Welcome, everyone, back to the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. <laughs> yeah, well, screw I, I screwed it up. <laughs> it's hard. I've got no feel anymore. That's all right. Uh, and I'm Ryan Abraham from uh, USCFootball.com, the USC site on the 24-7 Sports Network. 24-7. That's how we Not say 27 it. Not 27-4. No, 27-4 Network uh, together. Me and him. We make the podcast of champions talking all things Pac-12 football. This is our regular podcast, but we are also simulcasting or just casting, uh, streaming live on our YouTube channel over at uh, Podcast of Champions. If you want to check that out, you can look at our ugly mugs. You can see I got uh, got punched in the eye this morning, got a little red eye thing going on. Mm-hmm. Remember last time I, I came in the one time after camping and just totally ate crap, like setting up my tent. And had a black eye. This is just I woke up and had like blood. In I don't my remember eyes. the black eye. You don't remember that? No. Uh, maybe I only did the USC podcast with it, but maybe I was yeah like totally camping, ate crap, setting up my tent, and just smashed my face. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. Uh, but anyway, we're the podcast of champions, and uh, we are happy to be going into which is going to be a very long, arduous off season. It's going to be tough, but we're going to be here to help you through it. Uh, we'll answer any questions you have throughout uh, these literally any eight nine months. We've been doing it for years. You guys know how this works. But today we got a show. We're going to actually go back, and not a lot of people do this. People make predictions all the time. We picked every single game, and I only started doing this because Dave was doing this. Every single game for every single Pac-12 team. So we're going to go through each team uh, and see how we did, what our predictions were, how many games we got right, how close we were to the actual record, and stuff like that. If you have any questions or comments or ideas for what we should talk about over the next several months, um, you can email us, uh, pac12podcast at gmail.com, or you can call or text us at 424-532-0678. the number. We have a text message today. We have a voicemail today, so um, leave them those. Try to keep them brief if you can. You can tweet us at pac12podcast. That's where we seem to be the most active, at least I am. David doesn't care about you guys, so he's not on there very much. Unless I, I, tweet I just tweeted from the podcast. Did you? Champions. Yeah, I just did. Ciao. Nice. Look at you. Yeah. Bringing stuff to the table. And our website, pack12podcast.com. Dave definitely doesn't care about that part. No. Uh, I put stuff up there uh, when we do the shows. Please don't go there. I think our Reddit thing is still a thing. Uh, yeah, we got a post 
10 days ago. Okay. Slash R slash podcast of champions. And then the big one on the Apple podcasting app. Please leave us a five-star review. I was just telling my friend uh, the other day, David, I'm like, just leave five stars. And they can say, you know, David's a terrible person. Ryan's a terrible person. As long as you leave five stars, mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want about us. And we will happily read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we got any new ones. No. All Zero. Right. Uh, you're all failing us. Uh, I would say the question volume today is also poor. Um, and frankly, I didn't find many off-topic questions in there. What's going on? Uh, get in a rhythm, guys. Okay? Uh, we're heading into the off-season, and that means that you, yes, I'm talking to you, are the supplier of content. Hmm. We have none. We're not going to talk about basketball. I see a suggestion to talk about basketball. I would. Ryan won't. So I went to hold on. I went to the USC UCLA basketball. Why? Game. Why would you do that? It was sold out. It was actually kind of cool. Um, there were celebrities. There was like Russell Westbrook, like Jessica Alba was there. Uh, Chip Kelly, who needs another extension, he was there. Um, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, it was cool. Like, no, you know. I mean, the boss, but sometimes my people tell me what to do. And Shotgun's like, you have to go to that game. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, so I went to the game because we have an intern who was like, school was, he was still not back at school. So I, we needed somebody there. I'm there at the UCLA you're basketball the game and you're not there. You're the intern. Can I, uh, I, I did some ghost notes. Could we do like these notes? Like when you go and just kind of getting a feel for what's, you know, the environment, not just like what happens on the court or on the field. Uh-huh. Um, very impressed. First of all, like. Was the, one of your ghost notes that I wasn't there? No, I did. I should have put that in there as one yeah. of the ghost notes. Um, so you go in there, like, and uh, they give you like a, a code for parking pass, and you park at structure eight, which was really easy to get to. Um, I park on the first floor. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then there's people there, like, waiting to kind of tell you where to go. And I'm like, hey, I need to find a a, a pay station. So I'm on the first floor. And, like, there's one up on the fourth floor. I'm like, okay, that doesn't make much sense. Why is there not a pay station like at every level? So you have to go up to the fourth floor. To do the pay station. There was a pay station there. And there was like four people working on it. It wasn't working. They're you like, decided not not to get a media credential so that you could park somewhere? No. I, the media credential, that's how I got the parking was through this. But you had to pay for it. No, no. They give you a code. It's free. Okay. So I just have to put the code into the free thing. And then so I had to walk. this. There's like a line of like five people waiting to get this thing. So it didn't seem very efficient. But you know when you go to a place, like say you go to, you travel to Salt Lake City, you're covering UCLA, Utah game. And. And there's like, you know, guys in the weird uh, jackets that are just like security, but they're just there for the day. Uh-huh. You're like, hey, where's the media check-in? And they look at you like you just said something, you know, ask them to uh, solve a differential equation. And you're like, okay, what? Um, everyone at the UCLA game, like everyone knew exactly what I'm like. They said, oh, go up here, do this, do that. I'm like, okay. Uh, it was very nice. So everyone I talked to knew where the media check-in was, where you go and over here or there. Uh, very impressed with the work. There was a lot of workers there too, and a lot of people there early. I was there like ninety minutes early. A lot of UCLA fans uh, were checking it out, so it was it was a it was a good experience. You should you should go to a basketball. When was game the last time you went to Poly Pavilion? It's been years, I think. I don't know if it might have been before, like the renovation stuff. Wow, it might have been. I, don't I mean, know. my last time was in twenty fifteen, so I shouldn't really <laughs> say wow. I cover the team, uh, but wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty um, crazy. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so we want to get to, um, 
the uh, what's it called? We're going to get to the uh, predictions and what we thought at the beginning of the season. I don't think the comments are going to be pulled up on the screen today, oh, but we can just read them from the chat. So if you just, have just technological failures over sometimes there, sometimes we haven't done this for a while. Uh, yeah, like before, I have to like set the output before we go live, and I didn't do that, so whatever. But that's fine. Um, oh, yeah. it's that. It's fine. It's fine. Look, we have an equal division of responsibilities here, <laughs> yeah. and I hold up my end, and <laughs> you're just like, it's fine. It's very equal. It's fine that I didn't do my job, my part of this. My And I would say, frankly, it's 44% that you do. I do probably 56. Yes. Uh, um, and you, you can't even hold up your end. Yeah. Good uh, God. Perfect. Um, okay. I do want to thank our sponsor. Uh, I you got to close out the season on a strong note, which was nice, uh, making a few bets on the Pac-12 Games, you know, I bet a little bit of David's picks and not just all mine because I just went opposite of David. So I went the ones I felt with. Uh, but over at my bookie, we have the promo code PAC12, and you can get a deposit bonus up to $200 if you use that promo code. There's still a lot of NFL games going on. I won my fantasy football league, David, so I got a little extra cash to kind of play around a little bit. So even though college football is over, there's still stuff you can uh, bet on over at my bookie if you're a big NBA fan. Check that out. Of course, March Madness is coming up. Uh, Pac-12 basketball in full swing like we just talked about. I can't believe we talked about basketball that much on this podcast. We, we didn't. You talked about your experience getting into a stadium. An arena. You so. talked about your experience parking. Polly's nice. Uh-huh. I like Polly. Yeah. It feels like a real like place. Now, they don't have uh, luxury boxes, right? Uh, no. Yeah, they should. Why don't they have luxury boxes? That's kind of lame. I don't know. You got to do that. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to bet some Pac-12 hoops, if that's your thing, because UCLA is egalitarian, okay, mm. they don't need to separate the uh, the rich from the hoi polloi. Do you know what the when I go up, it was sold out, but when I got to, you have to pick up your credential at the ticket mm-hmm. office. Lower bowl, one hundred forty nine dollars seats or lower level. So like that's not egalitarian. Like one hundred fifty bucks a ticket for a two hour basketball game. I mean, you're you're getting to watch the beauty, the ballet that is UCLA basketball. Frankly, that's cheap. Right. Uh, USC almost won that game, which is kind of crazy. Oh, they didn't play very good. They were winning in the last second. Um, yeah, but go over to my bookie. Uh, promo code PAC12. That's for us. You know, whenever you use that promo code, helps us a little bit. Next season when they sponsor us again, hopefully. Uh, yeah, it helps out. So make sure you go over there and check it out. And uh, I've been doing it all season. It's been a lot of fun. David, we got some... Uh, Breaking news. Uh, USC's got a, a week zero game, and uh, there was a change, apparently. Coach Prime was on the national championship broadcast, chatting with, like, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, you know, because he's now the head coach of the Colorado Buffalo. Can, can I just add something really quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, Herc Herbstreet. Herc Curb Street. What do we think? I kind of like it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm a. Do you, are you a Herb Street fan? I I have not given it any thought. Okay, I I, I like him. I think he's he's fine. I think he's good at what he does. Uh, yeah. So they're just chatting, and this is what's going to be most not most intriguing, but one of the most intriguing aspects of the whole Coach Prime phenomenon. It's like great to see the influx of talent and all that, but he's going to handle like what a coach does media duties like very differently than what we're used to. And some of it might be good. Some of it might be bad. I don't know. 
But he basically just told the national television audience that Colorado was going to play Arizona State in week zero, which apparently was something that was being talked about, like in the planning stages. And he just revealed it because he's Coach Prime and he says what he wants. And then now they've backed off that. And it, I forget who reported it, maybe Wilner or the Athletic or something, um, that they're not going to play in week zero, uh, which, you know, you want to get your this this program that everyone's talking about out there. You got a media rights deal coming up, get some excitement going on. Uh, but apparently that's not going to happen. Can, can I – I don't understand this story at all. Okay. So he broke the news that they were going to do this game. And the way it's been reported is that him doing that is what made it not happen. Yes. How? Why? I don't understand how these are connected. Why would divulging that information early nix it from happening? This isn't like sensitive state secrets. It's a schedule. It's a schedule, David. Don't you know how sick... You can't do these more than 10 years in advance. But like, trying to do it... I, I am absolutely nine baffled. Months ahead of time. I am absolutely baffled by this story. Like, why Why can't it still it happen? It shouldn't matter. Yeah. Why can't it still happen? I, I have no idea. I don't... I think it was... Are they the, just mad at him for doing this? I think so. Maybe... I, I don't think it was done. But why? I think it was in the planning <laughs> stages. You know, Arizona State's involved. You're so... Really, I have no idea. And they haven't come it's up with It's not this. sensitive negotiations. It's scheduling a game that's you, already going to be played later in the year. Do you realize the domino effect this could have on the college football? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Nobody. It's an exciting game to have in week zero. Why are we not doing this? Yeah. You got Dillingham versus Prime. Like, I no. Two teams with revamped rosters. Like, uh, we don't know what they're going to look like. It's going to be fun. It's going to be like, which of these teams might be a fringe bowl team? You know, all these sorts of things at play here and now we're not going to get it because somebody talked about it yeah is it sort of it like can't, it can't be that that would be so dumb it well, has what else to be is there like, it has to be like it fell through for x reason not some other reason yeah so you kind of like said oh hey we're doing this but they were like well we weren't we weren't going to be we were trying to but this we happened are so we mad that he talked about it that sounds i mean what are we doing here it's pretty dumb uh, but I love it. Like I, so our boy is, uh, Adam Munster tiger, right? Like does an amazing job. Like how many years of just covering shitty, shitty, shitty Colorado mm-hmm. football. Uh, finally, you know, for us in this world, like when you get something that, it, you know, just brings a bolt of energy into your program and this is sustained energy, this is going to be going on for a while. It's good for us as, you know, reporters, publishers of these websites, the content creation you get from it, all that. Like, this is great for Adam, which he deserves uh, something good to happen professionally because it's been, you know, he can do the best job covering Colorado and it doesn't matter because people don't care. Like, I'm very happy for him. I'm just curious, like, some of the stuff that Prime's going to do is like, I'm not doing press conference. Like, you can't film it. I'm filming it for my crew or what? I mean, weird stuff that's going to happen in the media with him. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, which some stuff is going to benefit uh, you know, like Buff Stampede and some stuff might be detrimental. I don't know. I'm, but I'm curious. He's he's definitely going to do it his own way, though. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. It's going to be fun. Beat of his own drum. But uh, maybe is there a way to get this back? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But it does seem really dumb that because he revealed that on national television, they're like, uh, we're not doing it now. Extremely uh, stupid. Cut it up. Uh, we got some Utah news. You might have heard of this program they've won the pac-12 two years running and uh cam rising these, these two utes two utes coming back cam rising 
And uh, Brent Keefe, who was we didn't get to see him this year. Uh, you had Dalton Kincaid. We saw him this year. Like really, he got, he got hurt midway through the year. It was like early. Was it that early? I thought it was pretty. I thought early. it was like October. Uh, maybe it was if it was early October. I don't know. Didn't see much of him, but Dalton Kincaid became like the man. Uh, he's moved on, but Keefe's back, and so is uh, Cam Rising, which. You know, I think there's some Utah fans that would sort of like to move on, but he's been such a great leader for this program. Um, I mean, some really huge games. There's been some, you know, clunkers or whatever, but... Why would Utah fans want him to move on? I think they want, like, young, talented... Who? Uh, who's the dude The with, there's the pig farmer, right? And the, They don't want the pig farmer, and the no, other guy is the guy you love who come in for, like, seven plays. Yeah, who, like, looks athletic and good and i don't know whatever I, but there's 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 definitely been some mixed reviews i think from from utah fans yeah i mean he got hurt uh before he yeah. got hurt he was doing okay um so i i think any utah fans who don't want cam rising as their quarterback still are probably very stupid yeah so um so there's that so i'm pretty impressed let me uh i gotta pull up this um this is crazy the next story uh, Land Danning, our boy, mm-hmm. uh, he got a, uh, a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a significant tattoo. Some tattoos are like, you know, you can't really see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like on the back of your, uh, you know, ankle and like, you don't see them all that often. Like this is, um, and you know, they're not super prominent. Uh, this one is. I'm going to save this uh, image. I want to put it up for our YouTube people. Um, holy cow. What? Any initial thoughts of this tattoo while I save this and put it up on the screen? So it's on his arm, right? It's on his, I think his chest. No, God, it's on his chest. It's on the uh, the side, like of, the his side of his torso. Yeah, this is not a, yeah. This is, there's, some tattoos are significant and some are insignificant. Like this is on the significant side. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an enormous tattoo. Um, I would say seeing his wife and then looking at the tattoo, I would say not a particularly good tattoo. Okay. I'm like, I would it. say the artistry is not um, is. necessarily there. I think his buddy is the... This is right between us. This is a great... This is going to be... Here, <laughs> smile at the camera. This has to be our screenshot. Yeah. Or here, point, point, that, point to your... Uh, Right. Yeah, nice. All right. Where are we at? 18. This is the screenshot. The Perfect. 18, yeah. Um I so I I just I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's sweet, sure. He uh I think it was to honor um her it was something with breast cancer, I think. Something she like did that. Sur- she's a cancer survivor. Um there's like little homages, there's like pit there's, there's the yellow ribbon there's like all kinds State of stuff of Texas, going on the um, alabama thing um oregon like the wings on her sorry neck. bone it was bone cancer uh which is you know that's that's it's it's very sweet um i would just say it's it's not particularly good like and, and i mean from like an artistry standpoint okay uh yeah i'm not a tat do you have any tattoos no i don't either like we're uh not a tattoo person this is one of those like it's a you know sometimes there's like permanent decisions like you make we've made we make decisions every day we're like oh my god I can't believe I'm such an idiot um, this is one of those ones like if you know six months from now a year from now if you wake up and go and just look 
holy shit, like, what did I do? Like, there's no coming back from this one. Like, I don't know if there's enough lasers in the world to, like, remove this stuff. Right? Well, and he doesn't, I mean, looking at the, his, his body, he doesn't appear to be a very hairy guy. So, you know, you're not going to get, like, hair growth there. There's not going to be anything <laughs> to obscure it. Um, I, I would just say, like, from a um, tattoo-getting standpoint, from a, a decision-making standpoint, this is very much a 22-year-old thing to do, not a 36-year-old <laughs> man thing to do with, like, three kids. It's very odd. Like, very just interesting decision. Um, yes. Uh, proud of him. Uh, I think more people should do very, very stupid things. <laughs> Um, uh, this this only makes me respect him more to get like a a pretty poor likeness of his wife on his on his side is uh you know more more power to him. Was yeah. he drunk? He didn't I, look drunk in the picture of him in the tattoo parlor. No, yeah, I saw that picture and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but this is significant Pac-12 news. I can tell you, like that is something though. Holy cow! Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not, I can't, like, be critical of people's tattoos. Like, people want to get them. Like, that's fine. But yeah, you like, can. Holy Why not? Cow. But, like, you, someone gets, like, you know, Mary on their, like, forearm because they're dating this girl. And then it's like, oh, we broke up or we got divorced or whatever. It's like, ah, you could turn that into something else. It's like, I'm going you know, to attend Marymount now or whatever. Like, you, you, you know, it's like becomes like an arrow with, like, some, like, you know, wrapped in roses or some shit. I don't know. Like, something like that. But th- there's no, like, I don't know what you would do to this one. Like, there's no uh, there's no fixing. There's no, like, covering this up. Like, I don't understand tattoos at all. Like, I don't understand the, like, draw, the desire, any of that stuff. I, it, yeah. People love them. I mean, there's, I mean, it's obviously very popular. Like, the fact that the two of us don't have any, that, I mean, just get two random people walking around now. It'd be hard to find two that don't have tattoos. Like, I would think. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, people got like their wrist or ankles, even if they're. But I, I just, I don't get it. Would you get like if you had like okay, gun to your head, you have to get one. I'll give you like whatever you want. It doesn't have to be big. Like, is it something that's going to be seen? Is it going to be something that wouldn't? I mean, be? if you have to get one, really go for it. Get one like that's on your face. <laughs> like like get like Tyson? half of a face on your tattoo. Like oh, do that. Man. Uh. I think I would go just getting something small. Like, well, if you have to get one, go for it. Like, go really whole hog. Or if you have to get one, you just get one that you can't see. But that's see, my point. So is like, like the only way I would get a tattoo is if I had to get one. Like, yeah. you know, like, like we a, make like a, a bet. Like, like we do a season long bet. bet. <laughs> like I have to get one. We do like a season long bet, like of our like picks, and then like the loser has to get like a tattoo, like. The logo, our logo tattooed on us. I mean, it just depends on what you want tattooed on your body. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Chris Trevino, like, he got a tattoo of, you know, he he said, like, if I get to 10,000 followers on Twitter, like, for a stupid app. That's and- that's a combo of, like, two of the, the, excuse me, dumbest things I've ever heard. Who gives a shit how many Twitter followers you have? He he tattooed 10k on his calf. Oh, man, it's so crazy. On, we did it live. Like we like he was getting the tattoo live. Like on, we did a show and he was getting as he was getting the tattoo. I mean, it was a good bit, but he like now has a tattoo. Like it's one of those things like we come up with good bits or words are great. You like people laugh, they're funny, they write in or whatever. Like this was a bit that's permanently on him cuz Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No, I don't think I would either. No. Like I definitely want to win. I'll sing a song. But I'm not. I'm not. To be 
behind the scenes, like how the sausage was made. Like Dave was singing, like he was a karaoke machine uh, before we were going live. I was songs. I was singing for about ten minutes. It yeah. was very good, and like even like it wasn't looking at the lyrics. Like there's song, like uh, Hey Now You're an All Star. Like I don't know all the lyrics to that, and like. I don't know if you were making them up, but it sounded good, you know. No, no, I was going for it, um, and I was singing it like a, a crooner, like a you know, like a lounge singer. Yeah, it was it was nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of lounging, uh, I'm I'm going to uh, Vegas for March Madness, like with friends. Are we doing uh, Pac-12 tournament again? Are you um, doing it or no? I'm going to put a pin in that. Okay. There's potential. There's potential. USA's not as good this year, so I don't know if I would. Should go anyway, but like we had a good time last year. We had a really good time. Yeah, uh, but, but that would like, be that would be back to back weekends in Vegas for you then. And I'm going for Super Bowl, right? So, and like, if it's anything like our last trip to the Pac-12 tournament, it will not uh, do anything good for yeah, you. My work trip might have been the most debilitating <laughs> than the the two fun trips <laughs> because like you definitely have friends that can't hold their liquor, and I had to like babysit them and. You know us. I would not call. I would say. I would say a, a, a professional member of the media corps <laughs> could not hold his liquor. And I was literally babysitting. They thought it was my son. And it was just like, like seven thirty in the morning outside of a bathroom at whatever hotel we were at. Hey, but we uh, had to stay up. I got a royal flush on video poker. You did get a royal flush on video <laughs> poker. Um, someone like pilfered shotguns, winnings from his video poker yes. machine. Uh, and we had brunch. Well, at, it was basically just us and prostitutes at the video poker bar. At that, like they were done that, with their shift. They were they done. Like, no, it was prostitutes off their shift because we stayed up past their working. Out. Yeah. They, they're <laughs> late working people. We were <laughs> yeah. up past that, and then many hours past that. And then Dave and I have brunch at like nine something <laughs> in the morning. Just at our, screaming at where each were other. We, where did we stay? Where were we? At, uh, uh, that was New York, New York, New York, New York, and uh, having brunch. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was something. Yeah, it was we, something. I still had mimosas. Yeah, yeah, that was a choice. But yeah, but that was more debilitating for the work trip than it was for, and we had to go to the tournament that day. Yeah, it was kind of insane. Well, I think the debilitation was actually having to get up after all of that. Like we we had to go to the games at two after going to bed at eleven a.m. Yeah, that was that was a yeah. that was a tough part. Um, we had a tweet, uh, Scott in the five hundred three. He says something is terribly broken with the Cal Bears offensive staff. Their starting quarterback transferred to Louisville. Their four-star backup transferred to NAU. Their top wide receiver and tight end are in the portal. And uh, the ULM quarterback they seem to be targeting chose North Texas over Cal. He CC'd us. Something um, is terribly broken with the Cal Bears offensive staff? With their entire goddamn program, <laughs> Justin Wilcox should have been fired. Yeah. I, I, this is what happens when you should fire your coach and don't, is that the program breaks. Um, Stanford did the right thing. They pressured David Shaw to quit. Uh, Cal did not do the right thing. Justin Wilcox is still there, and he is a failure. Failed coach, failed regime. Uh, rats off a sinking ship. All Any kind of metaphor you want. Um, th- this, this needed to end this year, and instead it didn't. And now you're reaping the... Uh, very very shitty rewards from that yeah so we'll um be, you know i know we do weird off-season stuff but we will uh have like a kind of a transfer portal day you know i think probably after the february signing period i'm heading to uh hawaii next week so there'll be a bunch of pac-12 stuff there but after all that stuff then we'll have like brandon huffman or greg biggins or blair angulo or all of them or i don't know we'll see we'll get those guys on kind of talking about the recruiting classes and 
Uh, you know, it's it's not just recruiting classes, it's the portal too. And maybe we'll get like kind of updates from all the different, um, uh, you know, Pac-12 publishers around just what's been added, what's what was lost. Uh, there's some programs that didn't lose that much and they've added significant pieces. Um, some added significant pieces and, and lost a bunch too. Uh, like when you have the turnover, like at ASU and Colorado and stuff. And then, you know, places like Cal where they just seem to be losing and not adding pieces. So we'll try to get some updates on all that, like after the signing period. And then of course, so the, the, the window for the portal entering the portal is closing in a few days, I think. And the deadline for declaring for the NFL draft is also in a few days, like January 15th. Um, you know, a couple more weeks signing day, you know, there'll be some players added and then we'll kind of get an update on that uh, at that point. So we do want to do kind of roster updates and then sort of that'll all lead into spring football and we'll do our previews and watch the spring games. David loves to do, or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's me, yeah, that's, uh, but that's yeah, Cal's not a, uh, Cal's got some problems. Uh, who'd they hire the offensive coordinator? I forget. I forget too. Uh, they did hire someone like someone different. Okay, so what we're going to do is go back, and uh, so many people make predictions, and then you just never hear from them again. So if they suck, you don't know. Like we kind of tell you what we do. We make a predictions, and we keep track. Uh, but we do the Jake's Bavital. Jake's Bavital. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, right? Like sure, that seems fine. Yeah, I, I think it's great to run an offense it, without a quarterback. It's too late for yeah. That's unfortunately uh, yeah. Plummer, one year and out. He had a huge game against, like, he had a couple good games and then not so good games. Uh, so we're going to go through and we're going to do a reverse order of our f- season, our final season uh, power rankings. And then just sort of, like, go over the uh, chart of what we picked and and where everybody ended up. I kind of went through all this. You know, David does so much, so I went through all of our picks. Thanks. And, and, and uh, hopefully I got them all right and everything. Not get the picks right, but just got the tallying up right. Uh, so our number 12 team, Colorado Buffalo. All right. Uh, your buffs, David, went 1-11 and 11 and 1-8 uh, and eight in conference. Um, that was the actual. I predicted that Colorado would go 2-10. and 10, um, And you predicted they would go 1-11. and 11. So you nailed the prediction. Uh I had nine games, correct? Nine, I was nine and three, just picking the actual games, and you were ten and two. Um, so about you know, right around there, um, we thought they'd be uh, hot garbage, and they were <laughs> they were hot, hot hot garbage. Yeah, they were trash. And the one, so I I had it a little bit. I had um, them beating ASU rather than Cal. Um, they nearly beat ASU. I mean, it was forty two thirty four. Oh yeah. So just just throwing it out there, um, yeah. I mean, Cal's uh, Colorado season uh, horrible, an abomination. Um, maybe the worst thing ever put to a football field, uh, and still they beat Cal, which should tell you everything you need to know about Justin Wilcox's program. Uh, and now we never need to talk about it again because Colorado did the right thing. They fired Carl Durrell way before he could have. So he did damage to the program, obviously. But it's not yet catastrophic because it wasn't allowed to continue for several years. It was only allowed to continue for two and a half years. So now you have Deion Sanders coming in. He's replenishing the talent, changing the talent. We never need to talk about this season again. That's the beauty of of having some, like, cleansing fire of a season is that now something something new can grow from this. You know, there's there's been the, you know, the the hundred year fire 
that wipes out all the undergrowth, and now from the ashes, new trees can be born. Um, and, wow. and that's what we're going to see from uh, Colorado now. Poetic. Uh, yeah. I love it. Um, you're spinning yarns over there, David. I love it. That's it's what like I do. It's, uh, what is it? 1130 on a Thursday morning. And yeah, Dave's on, Dave's on, he's on point. He's on his game. Uh, but kudos for you, Dave. You had the call. You called it exactly right. Let's go to our number 11 team. Stanford Cardinal. Uh, yeah, the David, now David Shawless Cardinal, but with him, uh, three and nine overall, one and eight in conference. Do you remember what you picked? Do you have it in front of you? I have it as two and 10. Yes. And uh, one and eight in conference. Okay. I don't, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't tally our conference stuff, but two and 10, and that would make sense because uh, the, the one win would be Colgate. I said they'd go one and 11. Um, so I was very down on Stanford. I mean, to be fair, it's, it's smart to be down on Stanford. Uh, so you said two and 10. I said one and 11. They were actually three and nine. I was correct, though, on 10, 10 games. I was 10 and two. So the only two I got wrong, they actually won. But I got all the other ones right. Uh, you were nine and three, so you had them. I think you had them. You didn't have their win, right? Who? I mean, uh, or one of their wins, I think. Um, you had like a different. Nobody wins. had them beating Notre Dame. No one had them beating Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, I didn't have that either. But I think you predicted them to win a game that they lost. I think that was the problem. Um, Maybe so uh, in, the, in, in the preseason, I had them beating Oregon State. Which is crazy. Yes. Absolutely insane. Wow. Are you um, and losing every other game and beating Colgate. Um, yeah, you did have Stanford beating Oregon State. That's uh... So Stanford, uh, their season, also an abomination. Uh, also a cleansing fire. Also resulted in a coach firing. Uh, they have not yet hired a head coach, correct? They have not. And I think David Shaw. No, no, no. Um, no, Stan- Stanford? Yeah. Yeah, no, they hired, uh, what's his name? The guy from... Oh, that's right. They hired uh, what's his face, San Jose State. What's his uh, Troy Taylor? Yeah, not San Jose State. Uh, Sac State. Sac State. Troy Taylor. Troy Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? We have like a picture of him. Oh, Hold on, man, man, we did a whole show on that. Um, anyway, that that seemed like forever ago. It does seem like forever ago. Troy Taylor, there he uh, is. Troy their new Taylor. head coach. But again, cleansing fire. Uh, they can grow anew from this. Now the problem is at Stanford, um, and so limitations with recruiting limitations of the transfer portal it's not going to be as quick as it was with colorado it might not happen ever um but it needed to happen because stanford was was done they were toast yeah completely toast for the last like four years this should have happened two years ago uh but it seems like more and more uh especially in the pac-12 this doesn't happen in as many other leagues but guys just play out the string for way 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 too long yeah I thought there was a report that David Shaw like interviewed for like the Broncos job or something. Did you? I don't know if that was like legit or not, but uh, I saw that. Yeah. So we we actually had we picked this almost exactly the same. The only game we had different pick wise was you had Stanford um, winning. Uh, wait, I I think I got this wrong. Uh, oh no, I did picture. Them. Oh yeah, so Stanford. We had Stanford uh, losing to Notre Dame, and they won that game. And we had Arizona State winning, and they won that game. So yeah, that's why we got that a little bit uh, off there. Okay, uh, who was our number ten team? Oh, it's their neighbor across the bay, California Golden Bears. 
Oh, Cal. <laughs> Dave just spat all over. Um, Wilcox is back. Peter Sermon is back. Uh, the Cal Bears were four and eight overall, two and seven. You said eight and four, right? Uh, they no, were they two, were eight and four overall. They were four and eight overall. Mm. Well, you said they would be four and eight, eight and four overall. Mm-hmm. So you, this was one that you did not. Um, I didn't nail this. You one. didn't nail this one. Uh, you did get. You were eight and four in your picks. Like you had eight games right and four wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, you also I, said I, that they I, would go eight. I, and four. I adjusted quickly. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. This is the not not your picks. I'm not talking about picks against the spread. I'm talking about um, the games you your preseason games. You picked eight of the games correctly and got four wrong. But the four wrong, like they lost all of those. So I think that's where you're, it what became four and eight. I, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? No, not really, but okay. it doesn't matter. So if you're picking, so we're picking 12 games. It doesn't matter. You got eight of them right. Uh-huh. Um, but so, the four were all flipped. Yeah. Yeah, the four were all got bad. It. Uh, I got 10 of them. I was 10 and two in my picks, but I said they'd go six and six. Um, and so the two, you know, the two I got wrong is that I thought they would beat Colorado which most people did. And I had them beating Washington, which that's way, way off. You had both of those as well. But, um, yeah, you had them beating Oregon. You had them beating Washington. Um, oof. Yeah, more a tale. And UCLA. You had them beating UCLA. And this wasn't a case where I thought Cal was going to be all that great. It was more a, a thing where I was thinking Oregon was not going to be very good in year one for Lanning. And I didn't think Washington was going to be very good in Kalen DeBoer's first year. So I thought, you know, Cal can take those too. Uh, they didn't. Um, I had non-conference correct. They beat UC Davis and UNLV and lost to Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, we both had those. They should have beaten Notre Dame. We um, were both 5-0 and going in because we had them beating yeah. Arizona and uh, losing to Washington State going in the bye. But after the bye is when it kind of got – we both thought they'd beat Colorado. We both thought they'd beat Washington somehow. Yeah, you, you thought they'd beat Oregon. You had them on like a three-game win streak, and it was uh, the uh, the opposite of that. Yeah, trash program. Uh, Justin Wilcox should be fired. Yeah, uh, they went one, two, three, like six-game losing streak in the middle. Uh, that was not good. And you had to beat UCLA at the end of the season. Um, so yeah, no bueno there. Uh, let's see, our number uh, nine team was Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh Sun Devils. Mm, not so good. 3 and 9. Uh 2 and 7 in conference. Uh we both did pretty good uh predicting this. Uh I said Arizona State would be 3 and 9. Nailed it. Uh 8 I was 8 and 4 as far as the getting the correct games. You were close. You said four and eight, uh, so one game off. But you were nine and three in actually picking the the right games. So we were both pretty close to this. Um, you know, this was the bet I made preseason, like under six and a half wins. That was a really easy. Yeah, that was a stone cold lock. Yeah, uh, but we, you know, we did not think they were Arizona State was to be very good, and they were not very good. Wasn't expecting them to lose to uh, Eastern Michigan. No, we both had Arizona State in that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, ASU, pretty bad. Um, obviously, quarterback issues. Um, Trenton Bourget kind of you know, helped him out at the end, but uh, quarterback issues for much of the year. Um, <laughs> Herm Edwards era, uh, done. Um, so there's just a lot going on here. Um, but uh, again, 
they get a new coach. So we don't have to talk about this awful year. And it was an awful year. This was probably the worst ASU team in, I don't know, ever, 30 years, something like that. Uh, they are the um, not the best, not the worst, but probably like the most year-to-year competent team in the league. Uh, you know, they're pretty much reliably, you know, around a bowl team every, yeah. pretty, pretty much every year. So this is a big step back for them. They should jump forward again with Dillingham. For sure. Uh, ended the game on a four-game losing streak. We got all of those right, by the way. Uh, and, you know, when you look back on this season and you look at uh, what an amazing job, like, Washington did, and then the head-scratcher, what was the Washington's head-scratcher? ASU. ASU guess, is what prevented them from going to the playoff. Guess who predicted ASU would beat Washington preseason? David Woods. So, pretty impressive. <laughs> I don't know if anyone was uh, expecting that. 14-point uh, dogs, and uh, they still won that one, so... Uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, they. Uh, we thought they would beat uh, Stanford, and they did not. And uh, we both took Colorado against ASU at Colorado. Yeah, we took this as Colorado's conference win. Yeah, and uh, we were wrong on that one. Okay, uh, let's see. Our number eight team. Arizona Wildcats. Their partner there. Uh, so let's look at what Arizona did uh, from 1-11. Improvement five and seven, three and six, uh, in conference. Um, I've been nailing Arizona like last year, they were 111. I predicted 111, like you said, four and eight. This year, five and seven, I said five and seven. Got 10 of the 10 of the 12 games correct, 10 and two, uh, picking the games. You were very close, you said six and six, you thought they'd make a bowl game, uh, nine and three. I think the one. You had Arizona beating Oregon. Yeah. Um, so that's the one that you sort of got uh, wrong. But, yeah, I, I nailed this Arizona team two years in a row. So pretty pretty happy about that one. Yeah, and I think for Arizona fans, uh, still got to be pretty pleased with the direction of the program. I think uh, they've got some defensive questions to figure out, especially with, I think, pretty much the entire roster transferring out on that side of the ball. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously they don't have a great um, – schemer at coordinator i think it's fair to say about johnny nansen so how are they going to support him or how are they going to replace him is probably the big question for the offseason yeah what's funny we um both would have had two more games right like we had ucla beating them at you know at the rose bowl and we had washington state and we had arizona beating washington state at home and those uh they beat ucla and then lost to washington state so that was kind of a weird uh weird little switchy kind of thing there okay um our number Seven team, speaking of Washington State. Washington State Cougars. The Cougs uh, did make a bowl, which was nice. Uh, but um, seven and five overall, four and five uh, in conference. Um, I said that they would go eight and four. So I was off by game and I got seven of the five games correct. They had kind of a weird season. You had it right. You had seven and five for Washington State, and you had you were eight and four in their picks uh, to be correct. So we're we're right around this one. But yeah, they, but they had some weird ones that we didn't expect to sort of happen. Yeah, and the Wisconsin um, win was odd. Uh, yeah, that was odd. Yeah, I think for Washington State, um, my big takeaway from the year is that their defense was pretty good, semi fraudulent by the end of the year um, against some of the better offenses, and then. Offensively, they just never quite uh, figured it out with Cam Ward. 
Um, And maybe that, you know, that light comes on fully next year. Um, He's got a lot of underlying talent, but um, just takes so many sacks. um, And the offense is so check down reliant. He's so willing to take the check downs that there's just periods where it just feels like they're running a lot of plays and getting absolutely nothing for it. Yeah. Um, And I think they need to. They need to rethink conceptually what they're trying to do offensively, um, because a lot of blame is falling on their offensive line. And I Dude, don't. The scheme was just terrible. The scheme wasn't good, um, and there are ways to mitigate. Especially against Fresno State. I mean, it was like. Well, there's ways to mitigate the offensive lines you can get at Washington State. Uh, Mike Leach did it for several years, so I, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't feel like a good excuse. Um, I think Cam Ward had some struggles, but I also think the scheme was not very good. So um, they got a lot to figure out, but. Seven and five bowl game, fine. Right, uh, and it's funny the the key game in this one that you know you you got eight and four, you got uh, seven and five. I had eight and four. I had them beating Oregon, and they and you had Oregon, and they were beating Oregon. They should have won that game, but they didn't, and that was sort of like the flipper uh, of that one. So it's kind of interesting. But we both thought that they um, would lose at Arizona. We thought they'd beat Washington. So all those things didn't really happened at the end they were kind of weird and uh you know they they won some games late i mean they beat the crap out of stanford they beat arizona state but uh they beat arizona but then i don't know just like the washington game they didn't look good and then obviously the bowl game they were just god awful so uh okay our number uh six team is ucla bruins The Bruins, uh, nine and four over. I'm sorry, uh, nine and three overall, and six and three in conference. Um, we both said nine and three, so we both got UCLA's um, record exactly right. I did a little better in the actual games. I said ten and two. I was ten and two in their actual games. You were eight and four, but we both got the overall record uh, exactly correct. Yeah, and I think it's because it's a UCLA team that pretty much hit its. I mean, the obvious, like, par, like, middle, yes. middle, like, down, just down the field, like, right in the middle. Um, they, now, the the games themselves were not the ones you might have predicted. Like, it wasn't, you know, the, the three losses that were on the schedule at the beginning of the year that everyone was going to, okay, Utah, Oregon, USC. It wasn't those three. It was two of those, and then, uh, right. and then Arizona. Uh, That's why I would have got, I would have been, tw- I mean, if they... You know, lose to Utah and beat Arizona. I got it exactly right. Yeah, you know? yeah. they were very much a par team. Yeah, right? like, well, and the thing was like the it was chalk. The like, team we the saw, way. the team we saw in the first six games, um, and this part of this was quality of competition. Now, in retrospect, um, but the team we saw in the first six games was a much better team than the team we saw in the last six games. Dorian yeah. Thompson Robinson was playing a lot better in the first six than he was in the last six, and that's not to say he was playing poorly in the last six. But he was playing at a, a freak level in the first six. I mean, we were talking about it on this show. Um, but in the end, I mean, it was it was UCLA's defense that made this a, uh, you know, a, a season where again it's like the going to butcher it because I never hear the word pronounced. But the Rorschach test of oh, okay. uh, you know, the for UCLA fans looking at this season, it's was it good or was it bad? Um, because you can still look at it and say one or the other. You can say, oh, it's Chip Kelly's best season. They went 9-3 and three after going 8-4. and four. They're clearly building something. Or you can say they had a fifth-year quarterback, um, an NFL running back, a uh, good offensive line with a couple of NFL players, 
um, you know, a transfer wide receiver who came in and replaced everything they needed. They had a top five offense and they went nine and three and lost to Arizona, lost in their bowl game to Pitt. Uh, and they did it because in five years, Chip Kelly has not had a top half in the country defense. Yeah. Like that's okay. Well, that's not good. Um, so, I mean, I obviously lean a little bit more on this wasn't that good. Uh, it was you know, pretty mediocre, all things considered, given the schedule. But now UCLA goes into um, what will be a new phase uh, for Chip Kelly. It'll be his first year without Dorian Thompson-Robinson at UCLA. Uh, more than likely, I would guess Dante Moore is going to start. It'll be another true freshman starting, a different one, one who's much more polished and ready coming into school. But uh, it'll be a new era, um, and it's going to be interesting to see if there is a drop-off, how much of a drop-off there is, and, you know, whether – the relatively weak schedule again next year can compensate for that. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty chalky, like I said. Uh, first half of the schedule, underdog twice and won both games. Uh, Washington and uh, and Utah. So both in the Rose Bowl. So that's, that was good. And then I think they were only underdog. They were underdog to Oregon and lost that game. And then they were underdog to SC and lost that game. But for, you know, for the most part, you know, that Washington wins big, obviously. We didn't know how big it was early. That was like week five. But, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. We have our number – what is it? Our number five team is – Oregon Ducks. The Ducks uh, end up going 9-3 um, and three in the regular season. Obviously, won the bowl game, too. But 7-2 and two in conference. Um, we were a little off on this one. I said that Oregon would be 8-4, and four, so they did a little better than that. I was correct. Uh, nine of the twelve games, I was nine and three, just picking the actual games. You uh, you were not as bullish. You said seven and five for Oregon. Hell yeah! In, in Dan Landing's uh, Land Denning's first year, uh, you were correct in eight of those games, eight and four. Um, so you were a couple games off on this one. You just you felt there would be more of a you know a, a, a slide, I guess, uh, after yeah, the ball I, left. I, I, yeah, I thought it would be. Well, it wasn't so much the ball leaving. It was just um, a little bit of a rebuild. I wasn't confident in Bo Nix at all. Um, and then for him to come in, perform that well, I wasn't. I was not sold on Kenny Dillingham as an offensive coordinator because he'd never really done it before. Um, and he was great. Uh, their offense went from being borderline unwatchable with Mario Cristobal to being actively fun and interesting <laughs> yeah. uh, with Dillingham. Um, so there was a lot that I just didn't see. And I felt some real confirmation bias after they got just absolutely pantsed by Georgia in the opener. <laughs> um, but it turned out that that was, you know, kind of an anomaly. And also Georgia just pants TCU in the national championship game. Um, so they were just very good. Uh, but Oregon, they were, um, uh, an elite team, I think, for whatever, nine of these games. And until Bo Nix got hurt in the last minutes against Washington, they looked like they had uh, kind of reclaimed the narrative for their season and had the potential to go to a playoff, uh, even after getting pantsed by Georgia. And they very much, if they'd made the playoff, they likely would have gotten pantsed by Georgia again. Yeah. Uh, but um, they were, I, I think, uh, truly, I think they were a Bo Nix injury away from doing that. Um, so... Very good season for Oregon in year one. Obviously, the mitigating circumstance. Not quite the Dennis Dixon 2007 injury, but uh, there is a what-if, I think, tagged on to uh, Oregon's season because of that that injury at the end of the Washington game. Yeah. This is another one. That Oregon-Washington State game, 
Washington State, you know, what high expectation to win that game and they blow it at the end. I would have been, I got to, I would have had Oregon exactly right if that game goes yeah. the way it was. So the two two teams, I would have got them exactly right if that game goes um, that way. But interesting. Um, if you're in the chat, if you're watching us live on YouTube, please uh, smash that like button. I forgot to mention that before. We appreciate that. And uh, chat wanted credit for Jake Spivital. So I don't know if you gave the chat credit because that's who they put it up. There. I didn't give them credit because I looked it up myself. Oh, okay. Well, they but then uh, I also couldn't remember that Stanford had hired a coach. True. Which happened a month ago. Um, right. I we, couldn't. We I couldn't. I it. couldn't remember that. Yeah, and I had thoughts about it, comments, analysis, and I couldn't even remember that, that it had happened. Yeah. Which is close to when you couldn't remember that you had attended uh, a game at Utah. True. Yeah. Or that I went to the Rose Bowl the year before. Yeah. Those are all things that happened. All right. Number four. Um, and real quick, uh, then they went, Kings fan wants to know why my eye was red. We talked about the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. I woke up yesterday and it's like a broken blood vessel or something. So. Okay, our number four team is Oregon State Beavers. Ryan had them like what, twelve and zero? I had Oregon State. Uh, let's see. So Oregon State was nine and three. I had them ten and two. That's bullshit. No, did you revise that after the fact? Because you had it eleven and one when we were going through our picks preseason. No, I I had Washington and I had Utah winning. I think I. No, you changed it retro- retroactively because I'm—I swear to God, you had eleven and one. I—I I mean, I this is what I put in from the beginning, so I don't know. Like maybe I got that wrong, but we could go back and listen. But I don't know. I don't is, know. I've had this in the doc. Somebody, uh, God, I wish Hithliday was still a listener. Is he not? Think, he just doesn't listen anymore. He, he, I don't think he listens. In. I don't think he writes in. I don't think he listens. Yeah, because we need somebody to go into the archives. Yeah, we could have someone do that. Yeah, because I need, I need, I need some some answers. I could have wrote that wrong, but I wrote down. Um. Yeah, ten and two, uh, nine and three was the actual record. You had eight and four, so we were both on. We were on either side of this. Yeah, I was eleven and one though, picking the games correctly. So I almost nailed their entire season. You were nine and three. Um, so yeah, pretty good. But Dave's contesting my. I, I'm pretty sure you had eleven and one. Um. Yeah, and you know the thing is for Oregon State, uh, uh they did all of this with uh, shoddy quarterback play, and they were, I mean, a couple plays away from beating USC. Um, they should have beat USC, probably. They should have beaten USC. I mean, they were winning that whole game. I mean, it's not a huge stretch to imagine uh, the Oregon State with JT Daniels or, I mean, even Nolan healthy the entire year. Uh, being ten and two, or even eleven and one. Yeah, I think they if they have a quarterback, they probably beat USC. They're not beating Utah on the road that, that week. That wasn't happening. And you know, you you beat Washington. That was a three point game as it was on the road. That's eleven and one. <laughs> I mean, with a quarterback, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Jonathan Smith has it has it rolling there, and then they beat the absolute P out of Florida in the bowl game. Killed them. And uh, Trent Bray, like, you know, we've like, oh, internal hire of a bad defense. That's going to go over well. Well, he was great. Um, that defense was really good. The run game was really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, this was a team that if you had good quarterback play, you might be conference champions. Yeah. That's uh, one of those things. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, so we were we're just all around that one. For our number three team, we've got USC Trojans. 
All right. USC um, went 11-1 in the regular season. Crazy. Uh, we both said they go 9-3, and three, so we were a little off a little bit. Uh, I was, we were, and we were both exactly, well, we were both 10 and two picking, uh, their games. I had them losing to Notre Dame, uh, and they won. You had USC winning that game. I had USC beating UCLA. You had UCLA and we both had Oregon state beating USC, which like we said, probably should have happened. Uh, but outside of that, we got the games all right. Um, but yeah, 11 and one, a little bit different than what we uh, anticipated. We both had Utah winning that game, and we were right on that. Yeah, once again, I was I was kind of building in a new coach effect with a lot of these schools that didn't come into it because what Lincoln Riley arrived with, and it was apparent basically by like game two, uh, he arrived with fully fledged Oklahoma and with with the warts too. I mean, the defense yeah. was an Oklahoma defense um, with all that entails, uh, but um, the Oklahoma offense. It was all there um, from the jump and, um, you know, uh, uh, accumulating and um, assembling uh, the all-star team of Pac-12 players and sprinkling in Oklahoma's all-star players. Um, I mean, that was that was a gangbusters offense. And, um, you know, if if you, it's one of those things where if like we revised our picks after like two weeks, I think we would have gotten this one a lot closer. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, you don't always know exactly what you're going to see. Um, that being said, they were three points away from doing uh, three points against uh, against Oregon State and three points against UCLA of doing exactly what I predicted, uh, right. which was lose both of those. But they also were beating Utah the entire game and lost in the last seconds, you know, like there was. Yeah, but but how many how many catches again did they allow to uh, Dalton? 16. And how many yards? Uh, it was two something. I don't remember exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Sixteen on sixteen targets. The uh, what, but Nassi, but that that ref did shoot a guy on the field. That did. did happen. But I'm just saying they were winning that entire game. They weren't. Right. They didn't. They weren't behind yeah, until. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you believe it when that ref like just flew in and tackled that one guy? That was crazy. It was insane. Nuts. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were both. We both undershot what USC did. Uh, we got two left. Our number two team, and this is the first time we're revealing this. Our final power rankings. We 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 met for hours to discuss this, but our number two team, we moved them down. Utah Utes. The Utes. These number two Utes. Uh, they were nine and three. I thought the Utes were going to go eleven and one. I was very bullish on the Utes. Uh, I was not correct there. I was right eight. I was eight and four on the actual games. You were a little closer, ten and two. Um, you thought they would do better as well. Uh, they, and, and you had nine and nine of the games, right? Nine and three. Um, but yeah, we both, uh, were overestimated what, uh, Utah was going to do this year. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, the Florida game was, I, I predicted that one. Um, that's the only, we picked it, everything exactly the same. So we got everything wrong, except you had Florida. I had Utah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that one was like the first sign that like, oh, okay, this is a really good team, but they're maybe not, you know, the the playoff contender um, that we were thinking. Um, and then throughout the year, they were, they were pretty close. Um, you know, if Brant Keithy doesn't get hurt and they have a tandem of uh, freaky tight ends uh, heading into, you know, October and November, maybe things change. If Cam Rising doesn't get hurt, maybe things change a little bit more. Um, but I, I, looking at it, th- that wasn't a Utah. De- that wasn't like a top tier Utah defense. I don't think they 
um, had adequate replacements at linebacker uh, for Devin Lloyd, and that just showed up all year. Yeah, the defense uh, wasn't very good. Yeah, and it just it, it wasn't quite at that level. I think by the end of the year, I mean, Kyle Whittingham put a stamp on it, and they were top 30-ish, I think, by the end of the year. Yeah. But they weren't they weren't the top 15 that they probably needed to be. Yeah. Um, and I think they needed to be top 15 on both ends. And the thing is, offensively, they were pretty close. Like, they were, uh, especially when Rising was healthy, when Keithy was healthy, when Kincaid was doing his thing, because Kincaid also got hurt at the end of the year. Tavion Thomas was never super healthy. Um, That's weird. Or super available, I should <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, but there was just a lot going on here, and they still carved out a uh, Rose Bowl team, uh, yep. Pac-12 champion, and a team that you could, again, squint at and say, you know, were they a couple injuries away from uh, being a, a very fraudulent playoff team? Yes, they were. <laughs> two years in a row, I was very bullish on Utah. I said 11-1, two years in a row. They were 9-3 and three both times. So we'll see. You had them 8-4 and four last year. So, um, But 10-2 and two this year, a little closer. But yeah, we both have not got the Utah ones right. And we got one last one, our new number one team for the entire offseason. This is what you get. Washington Huskies. <laughs> yeah. Huskies. Yeah, baby. Uh, they went 10 and 2. We both had Washington at 7 and 5. <laughs> uh, I got seven of them correct. You were 9 and 3. At least you did a little better on which games. But we both said 7 and 5. And UW was nine and two. Yeah, I'm sorry, ten and two. Yeah, I w- and the reason I had nine and three uh, for the um, picks correct is that I was assuming competence. Like I was assuming Kalen DeBoer was going to be competent. The t- the the ship was going to be righted. I just wasn't expecting them to be good. Right. Like, uh, and the thing is, I was expecting okay, Kent State, Portland State, those are wins. Michigan State at home, that's a win. I mean, this is uh, Michigan State. Mel Tucker hasn't been great. You know, it's a ground and pound. I think that's a obvious game for a new coach to win. You know, something where he's got the crowd energized. He's got everyone super pumped up. But then looking at the schedule, I'm like, are they going to beat Oregon in year one? Um, you know, are they going to beat Washington State in year one uh, in that kind of, you know, setting? You again had Arizona State beating them. I had Arizona State beating them, which was true and and absolutely true. Uh, and then like Cal, I think this was another one where it was just like, well, you know, kind of a weird game. Yeah. And, you know, Cal it was should a seven be. seven-point game. But. It was border. It was basically, I was expecting them to be similarly situated. Cal just kind of permanently in that, like, six and sixty range. And Washington, uh, you know, on the upswing, but but trying to figure things out in year one. Um, and instead, you know, Washington came out with a fully-fledged top-tier offense. Uh, my man Phoenix was awesome from day one. Their offense, sort of like Oregon's, uh, went from something that you you might have had to pay me to watch and really pay attention to to something that was legitimately fun to watch. Oh yeah, very fun. Um, and so just a lot of things changed overnight. Uh, Kalen DeBoer uh, obviously did a great job, but they they acquired some really good transfers uh, that made a huge impact for him. And frankly, by the end of the year, their defense like the the first half of the season, their defense this kind of gets lost in memory hold now was horrible. Uh, by the end of the year, it was trending a lot better um so i think there was uh there's a lot of good good there for washington now i don't know if they're going to go 10 and 2 next year uh i don't know if it's going to be just like you know everything's on the up and up now but um what a great first year for sure um yeah they uh they did real well so overall i think what do you think about our prediction i thought we did pretty good 
we nailed a bunch of stuff. You know, we we're off on some other things, but I think we're all. Yeah, I mean, I think we did fine. Um, the thing I would say is we nailed um, who was going to be really bad. Yes. Uh, we crushed that this year. And that, <laughs> and like, frankly, that's what made our picks at the beginning of the year is that we both knew going in, Stanford was a lot worse than anyone was thinking. Yeah. And that Colorado was absolutely dreadful in a way that others were not necessarily right. seeing. We also had a pretty good read on ASU from the jump. Yeah. Um, and so I think those three things helped our picks. Because uh, then we weren't thinking gone. like, oh, well, you did the Arizona State beating Washington thing. But for the most part, didn't like predict big upsets from those teams against the no. top team. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so because we – and I think that was – that that's what made this a little bit easier is that we were predicting for the first time in a while that there would be – absolute assy teams in the league um, that would be separated from the like very, very thick middle of the league. Um, And that proved to be true. Yeah. Um, You know, Colorado literally only beat Cal and on a day like that was absurd. Um, You know, Stanford really didn't have much of a prayer in most of their conference games and ASU wasn't good in most of their conference games. So yeah, we had a pretty good feel this year. The weirdest one, like, there's so many weird ones. I mean, like, you know, ASU beating Washington, but like, Oregon State should have lost to Stanford. You know, that was a like they got super lucky at the end of that game. Yeah, some, some weird ones. Like, it ended up the way you should. But all right, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and get to your questions. And if we, there's ones in the chat too, we'll try to look through those. I'm sorry again, I can't put them up on the screen today. Good God. We'll get that working for next time. But uh, back in a minute. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back here on the podcast of Champions. And uh, we got to get to some questions. Let's see. I think do you we wanna... did. We did. How loud will it get? Did we do? I don't think we've done finishing games. I don't think we did either. You want to start? Okay. Go. All you... right. This is from Brian. Okay. Ryan and Dave, I had a I had a thought watching uh, USC melt down against Tulane in the second half. USC was extremely efficient on offense, just like Tulane. 
They scored two touchdowns on drives of five plays, 98 yards in two minutes and 38 seconds, and seven plays, 47 yards in three minutes and 31 seconds. It was clear Tulane's secondary was gassed and couldn't cover the wideouts, so they decided to kill some clock on their last scoring drive, 11 plays, 46 yards, but taking almost six and a half minutes. Uh, my question... Oh, wait, we did do this one. Did we? Yes. Um, we already did this one? Yeah, we okay. did this one. So um, the answer to this one was, yeah, you should just continue to murder a defense. Just keep murdering them when yeah, you can. Yeah, and if... Especially if your defense is bad. Right. Don't think that you can control the clock and slow the game down. It's stupid. It's like basketball. If you're a, if you're a much better team than... And some styles, like Mick Cronin, I don't think I ever want him like running super up-tempo. But if you have much better talent than the team, you want more possessions. You want more possessions, yeah. Not fewer. It's, um, it's like poker. Like If you're a better player, the more hands you play, the better it... Yeah. The, the only situation where you should ever slow it down... I mean, USC couldn't have thought it was going to lose that game, but... That's, I don't know. I don't know if they, I, I think at that point, you don't quite slow it down. I think if you had that drive starting at like the five minute mark and you want to try to grind it out and just end it, yeah. But it, like whatever it was, the 10 or 11 minute mark when they had that six minute drive, don't do that. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they opened the game with a nine minute, 17 play. But as we drive. talked about last week, That's that was, crazy. that was, I thought that was a bad sign for USC. They need to be doing things a lot easier than that. Yeah. We, this is from Mark, 2023 fo- uh, Football League schedule. When the Pac-12 eliminated the divisions of the league, they indicated that the 2022 schedule would remain the same as it was too late in the year to make changes. Has there been any indication from the league that the 2023 schedule would change to a different format? They haven't said anything. They haven't. And I think the assumption from people I'm hearing talking about, uh, I think – Wilner and Canzano had Rick George, the athletic director from Colorado, on their podcast recently. And it sounds like the schedule is going – normally we would have it already. It sounds like within the next week or two we will get the schedule. My assumption is uh, with two, you know one more season of USC and UCLA, they kind of keep the same you know format as far as you play everyone that was in your division and then you know the crossover games – uh, and you know, the, whatever schedule that was, I think this year, a lot of them are going to switch. I know like UCLA, I believe plays like Oregon state and Washington state. And now that, or they played Oregon and Washington, and now they'll switch to Oregon state, Washington state, same thing, USC, kind of the opposite of that. So I feel like I, my guess is that's going to change. I mean, that's going to stay the same. Um, but who knows they could do it differently, but already knowing that Colorado and Arizona state were going to play. Or maybe they weren't. I don't know. But that I mean that's. I assume you're still going to play all those division teams, and then the crossover games would be about the same. And then they can do something more drastic, or you know, uh, in 2024 when USC and UCLA leave. It would be very funny though if they deep dicked both USC and UCLA. Like so, just dropped off whoever the two worst teams are expected to be in the league next year, like whatever Cal and Stanford, uh, and just made them play everyone else. So. The, the because of the Cal Stanford thing, yeah, like you could take away like the Bay Area games, yeah, just take them away from them. And, that would be interesting and make them play every other team because that's how you would have to do it. Because like UCLA is going to be playing Oregon State, which is good, and Washington State, which is okay. 
USC's playing Oregon and Washington, so those are good. So you wouldn't want to yeah, change Yeah, but what if those. you had to play both Washingtons and both Oregons right. and dropped, like, whatever. So that's Cal what you'd Stanford have to do or, drop Cal yeah, Stanford. Or ASU or whoever's expected to be, like, not very good next year. Yeah. That, that's how you could screw that would be fun. the L.A. schools. I hope yeah. they do it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, this is from Coach B in San Diego. Uh, season two, attempt one. Uh, thanks for a great 2022 season, gents. It would not have been the same without you. Uh, figured I would run it back. So here is the 2023 season two, attempt one to get you guys to come watch the team I coach. The schedule is attached. Since NIL is so big and you are both technically, quote, influencers, I figure I will sweeten the pot with an offer to collab with our social media team. We will promo the podcast on our school's official Insta, which has over 2,400 followers and or my personal Twitter with one follower. And we will provide official merch, probably in the form of a used discontinued jersey or a freshman player of the game t-shirt from a few years back. I don't know, maybe a hat or some shit. The exposure alone is worth a mint. I will also personally comp all game ticket expenses for you, a value worth tens of dollars. I am literally losing money on this deal, but I'm willing to take the hit for the sake of content for the pod. Your listeners are fiending to hear about this average, sometimes even decent, team that has a strong chance to win over six games in 2023. Again, thanks for being an integral part of my college football consumption and looking forward to another great year with the POC. All right, so Ryan. Uh, so we're supposed to guess his team? Because the schedule no, no, says the team on the, it. The, no, he wants us to go to a game. Oh, okay. Uh, so, all right. The, uh, the, the, the Ramona Bulldogs. Um, Ramona High School. So we've got August 18th, August 25th, September 1st. I mean, I think the reality is if we were going to do this, it's got to be in August. But the problem is fall camp. Yeah. Um, because once the season starts, um, it's just it's going to be hard to get down to San Diego. And this is like he's in this is Riverside County, right? This is. Well, all right. Let's look up Ramona High School. Is that what we're looking yeah, at? Yeah. I think that's out in Riverside, like near. Looks like it's out near like Moreno Valley, like past Corona. That's the other part. Like this is freaking far. This isn't like we're going to like Garfield High School in L.A. or something like. It's like a two-hour trek to get out there right. on a Friday night. Like it would be even more. Yeah, this but, would be. A, this would be a. That would be the challenge. There's challenges associated with this. There's definite challenges. Yeah, two hours and sixteen minutes. I mean, Poway, Carlsbad. Like I guess you go down south. Um, we'd have to go in the Tesla, obviously. Duh. Um, yeah. we could take the Corvette. I don't know. Okay, let's let's put a pin in that one. Okay. We could, we'd try to make it happen, but you're, you're you know geographically undesirable. I would say not like yeah no the I, product I, would be fun to go see, but holy but cow you 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 are geographically undesirable. <laughs> um, let's see. We have a text message. All right. This is uh, I have a theory. One of the major storylines over the last decade of college football has been all the talent from out west going to the SEC, Ohio State slash Clemson. To play football. But now it seems all of the transfer talent is coming back to Colorado, USC, UCLA, Oregon State, and the rest of the Pac-12. All at the same time that these teams are opening up with NIL. Is it possible that the real reason these guys were going out of region for most of the decade was because they could get paid elsewhere? And now that the difference in pay has been diminished, the talent drain has also been minimized. I wouldn't take anything yet from just like a recruiting cycle. Um, I think there's always been transfer bounce backs to the West. Um, you know, UCLA made a cottage industry out of getting Notre Dame bounce backs for several years. Yeah. Um, 
just Joseph Fourier, Shaq Evans, a uh, variety of guys. Eddie Vanderdose uh, was a very quick bounce back. Um, you know, a lot of times California kids go to these Midwestern hellholes um, and are like, whoa, hey, it gets it gets how cold? <laughs> um, and they decide to come running back, uh, you know, and also they want to see their families. They also realize exactly how far it is. Um, and it's yes. just it's a lot for them. Um, so that's always been a piece of it. Uh, I would say from an NIL perspective, even with the West getting a little bit better with it uh, generally. Uh, most of the schools are not competing at the level of um, uh, some of these SEC powers. They're not uh, paying at that level or promising to pay at that level and then not fulfilling their agreements, looking at you, Florida. Um, so there's a lot going on here. Um, I think the, the, the marketplace is going to settle at some point here. I don't know if it's in the next couple of years, probably. Uh, because it's going to be found out which schools are lying and which schools are not. Yeah. Um, and that will start to trickle out to all of the different handlers and people who are involved in recruiting uh, at the player level. Um, it'll start trickling out to coaches and so on and so forth. Um, so it, it should all come out in the wash. But I don't think there's – I think the talent drain out of the West was more um, uh, symptomatic of um, the quality of, of – Coaching, quality of play, quality of um, – I mean, frankly, the college football playoff has has done a huge number on um, interest in going to play for West Coast programs because uh, the introduction of the college football playoff coincided with uh, the West having maybe its worst period uh, of on-field product ever. Yeah. Um, and so that combination was really bad for guys wanting to stay uh, on the West Coast because they're like, well, crap, I want to go to a program that's actually talked about year round. Um, and no Pac 12 school was. Um, maybe that shifts now. Um, you know, USC is obviously going to have some of that. Um, you know, UCLA got some buzz for the Dante Moore thing. We'll see if they sustain it and wins on the field. But Oregon obviously has that cachet. Washington sure. might. Um, but anyway, long story short, I don't think there's anything you could s- take too much right now from uh, uh, transfer bounce backs. I think that's always been a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I think a lot of it is like it is a bounce back. Like if you're returning home, that's more about this is too far away, whatever. Um, I don't think the money really has a, a lot to do with it, but the team's doing well helps too. You know, new, better coaches. Uh, there's really good quarterbacks in the league right now. There's, there's more of an attraction there. A uh, couple of comments I just wanted to read before we go on. Trojan said, I can't believe I'm spending my lunch hour actually watching these dudes live. I'm so ashamed, as you should be. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm ashamed that I'm doing this right now. Right. Uh, Cameron says, Ryan says in the previous predicting. We literally po- just read off a spreadsheet to you for like 35 minutes. Yeah, uh, it was good. Cameron says, Ryan says in a previous predicting podcast at 44-13, he has Oregon State going 10-2. and two. So, uh, I guess I did have ten and two, uh, and, and Ramona Highs in San Diego. So I yeah, guess that's that's actually one. Coach Boyle right there. Oh, no, telling uh, us. hey, Coach, thanks, San Diego. All right, there's so, a couple Ramona Highs. That's why we were. That's why we were getting confused. It doesn't really make it better. Uh, that's still geographically undesirable. That's what he called you. Yeah, yeah. No offense, but that was. Uh, that's where he was on this. Yeah. What was? Um, we could go have a nice little weekend in uh, in Anza Borrego, though. Yeah, we'd have to do something like that. Yeah, uh, and see. Uh, we have a voicemail. Do you want me to play that? I'd love for you to play Let's a voicemail. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Perk. Um, just before I get to the question, just wanted to uh, you know, give a shout-out since 
Uh, so, yeah, Kill, I think I'm a Cal fan for whatever. Just want to give a shout-out to our uh, our men's water polo team winning the national championship. I know that Larry, just because Larry Scott's out of here doesn't mean we uh, have to stop caring about uh, Olympic sports. That's really what matters, uh, especially to us Cal Bears fans. So go uh, go Oski or whatever the hell the mascot is. Um, but anyway, um, just want to ask you guys, um, given the recruiting period and how well Oregon closed out the year. Oh, I cut off. Wow. Uh, great. Great. Thank you for that. I don't, I could try to see if it's, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, I don't listen to these before I download them. So he might've just did, dropped off. Did the Zodiac killer finally get him? Maybe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, shout out. We, he did get a shout out to, uh, the men's water polo. I don't know. It's, I don't know what season. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Quinn wrote in, about Andor, and this is to you, Dave. He says, Dave, so you're telling me a right-of-center USC alum doesn't appreciate the anti-fascist message underlying Andor. I never would have guessed. Next, you're going to tell me he didn't appreciate a classic Western like Brokeback Mountain. Um, is there fascist underlying? Anti- yeah, it's anti-fascist. That's is the it? entire point of the goddamn show. Okay. I don't know. You didn't pick that up? I was just I just want to watch didn't occur like, to you? lightsabers and stuff. That's what I Good like. Good God. <laughs> a child. Yes. All right. This is from Amy. Uh, referees 101. Hello, Ryan and David. Very few podcasts make the extra effort to get to know their listeners, and you guys do it best. I attended the meetup before the Pac-12 championship game and was graciously given a ticket to the game by a fellow listener, John from Brea. Super huge shout out to John and all the other listeners at the meetup. The benefits of listening continue to increase. Now that we are in the offseason, I have some questions to try and keep you talking football and not Disney princesses. Can you please tell me the different types of refs that are on the field? I see there are different letters that they wear. What do those letters represent, and what are their specific roles? I see they stand at specific spots on the field. Why? Who is the one that is designated speaker and uses the mic? Thank you for dropping your knowledge. I'll have another question next week. Thanks, Amy. Um, Yeah, it was cool. Uh, John from Brea was there, and Amy came and I guess didn't have a ticket, and so... She's a Vegas person anyway, and John uh, provided one. So they, yeah, they, I think they tweeted me a picture where they were in like the stands together. So that was cool for that. We had a bunch of people come to the meetup, uh, and uh, that was a lot of fun for the Pac 12 championship game. Um, do you know what all, I'm not sure what all of I can things. give you some of them. All right. So the referee, he's the guy who's actually the uh, mic guy. He's the mic guy. He's the one who's like kind of supervising everything. He's the one who gets the information from the other officials to decide you know what the actual call is because sometimes there'll be different angles on a play and so they'll you know verify it this is the guy who we're always making fun of on the pac-12 uh in the pac-12 universe this, these are your mike mothersheds these are your glasses refs that's these guys it's it's uh, ed hockley's son sean hockley you know muscles muscles uh th- that's that guy these are the only guys you ever know um if you ever have any idea who the other guys are, they've done something horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> um, the umpire, he's the guy who's standing behind... Um, uh, he's he's often standing behind the defensive line and linebackers. He's the holding guy. He's counting dudes. He's often yeah. counting offensive he players. He throws the holding flags, he too. He throws right? holding flags. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that stuff. Um, then there's the line judge. Uh, he's the one who's checking for offsides. He's the yeah. one who's... Uh, when the receiver looks to his side and, like, po- and points to him, like, hey, am I good? You know, he tells him if he's on the line of scrimmage or off the line of scrimmage, or he yeah. should. Yeah. Um, and so, then um, who else is there? There's um, downfield. 
the downfield guy, uh, the field judge. Uh, he's the one who's working behind the defensive secondary, um, doing pass interference stuff. Uh, there's side judges. There's back judges. There's all kinds of stuff. I don't know. They they all do some stuff. They all get. They all call fouls. Yeah. Who cares? Um, I, Amy cares apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. I need to look at that more. Real quick, Perk. Uh, I. I don't know why it didn't all play, but uh, he wrote it was basically um, Oregon versus Oregon State, like they're you know recruiting and stuff. Right now, what, who are you more excited to see next year between Oregon and Oregon State? Oregon State. More excited for Oregon State. Always. Um, but the thing Just, with Oregon, I'm excited to see their new offense. You know, are they going to be as good and as dynamic in Dillingham uh, uh, without Dillingham? Uh, and that will prove. Uh, that Lan Danning, uh, holder of one of the world's worst tattoos, uh, is just an, got an eye for coaching. Yeah. Just knows what he's doing. Um, I want to see Lan Danning wear, you know those guys that wear the shirts at the gym? Like you're supposed to wear a shirt, but they don't really want to wear a shirt. So it's sort of like, like a, the cutoff thing. Like yeah, a yeah. bib. So yeah. there's like complete sides open. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what I want to see. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, then yeah. I would be more excited for Oregon. Yeah. We, we got to see that thing at all times. Uh yeah, I think that'd be awesome. All right, well I think that's it. That's it. That's all we got. That's all uh, we oh got. wait, is there any? Was there any like comments? I've I've read a few, but um, R.I.P. Perk in the in the chat. Uh, but yeah, thanks for everyone uh, for uh, coming in there. If you're watching us live, that's been great. You're spending your lunch hour with us. Uh, if you're listening on the regular podcasting channel, thank you for doing that as well. Oh, Cameron has a has an important point. He he went back into the archives and he says, uh, Ryan says in the previous predicting podcast at forty four thirteen he has Oregon State going ten and two. Now here's my memory. Wait, hold on a second. I already told you that. Hang on. I, no, I literally memory, read that my, to you. My memory is we had a show where we went through our Pac twelve picks in August, and you went through it. And then you said it was 10 and 2 or whatever. And I said, no, I just counted them up. And you said it's actually 11 and 1. Do you remember this conversation okay. that we had? Your memory is not – we can't use it to validate anything. Because I, I didn't remember that Stanford had a, a head coach. No, because that too. But I just read you his comment like five minutes ago. Did you really? Yes. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but here's Like my literally point. read that to you. Yeah, yeah, but that was me not listening. <laughs> No, my point here is that uh, th we definitely had this discussion like months ago. I mean, I, I wrote down that they were going to lose to Washington and Utah. So I don't know. Like maybe I said 11 and 1, but I said 10 and 2. I wrote down 10 and 2. I just want to say this was a really good show. We it did was a great good. job. We, 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 um, we, we butchered facts. I didn't listen Always. to you several times. Yes. You didn't listen to me several times. What I, was that? I feel like we're doing great. It's a uh, new year. We didn't Same have us. beer. We didn't have beer today. No donuts. No mimosas. Oh, we should God. have some more drinking podcasts in the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. I think that would that would definitely help us is to add alcohol to this. Yeah, absolute you, shit show. You want to go to Hawaii next week for the Polynesian Bowl? No, I don't want to go. You don't want to go? No. Can you say like I I can't go or I won't go? I don't want to go. For reals to Hawaii. Yeah, I got no interest. No, I hate beaches, man. Killing me here. Uh, who wants to walk on sand? I do that all the it time. It feels horrible. 
you play volleyball in it, or you like that sound, that like kind of crunching sound when you're walking on sand, it sends shivers up my spine. A mai tai in your hand, not horrible experience. And it gets everywhere. It's coarse. It's beautiful. It's like sunny. A lot of scenery. No, it's horrible. It's horrible. And then the water that you go in is salty. Who wants that? Go find a lake or a pool. (laughs) Oh, David. Hawaii, man. Well, at least we we agree on Vegas. That's good. Yeah. Well, Vegas. Do you remember? Is this before your time? uh, I can't even see what it is. Mach 5 uh, Speed Racer. Remember that? Uh, Mach 5 Speed Racer. The, the Mach 5 was the car. Speed Racer was the cartoon. It was like an early anime, like whatever. It was like a Japanese. Um, and they had like, oh, like these uh, facials, like, uh, facial expressions and stuff. You know, bad dubbing. It was great. But back in the day. P- people in the chat know. Cameron's helped us out again. Have you read this part yet? No. What? Uh, uh, Ryan went through it and said it was 9-3 and three actually. And then he went through it again. And had them losing to Colorado. And then he said it was wrong. That's what Dave is thinking. And then he said, incredible show. This is maybe this is maybe one of our sloppiest and worst shows I've ever I've ever participated in. Like Yeah, yeah, no. Real bad. How many people go through their like people make predictions all the time? Like we're actually calling our the thing is we could have read that off in about four minutes, and instead we spent thirty five or forty doing. But it's we're talking about the teams and Mm -hmm. why they sucked, and it's good for me to go back and when you're like, oh yeah, that happened. Like I don't mind that stuff. You know, I like kind of going back. It's not just like our predictions, but just like, hey, what happened in this? And it was beautiful that that Washington State Oregon game, like switching at the end or. Uh, all those things, like there's some weird stuff happened this Pac-12 season. Gorgeous, gorgeous show. It was awesome. Top I game. think it was awesome. Yeah, best you've ever done. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for uh, Mr. David David Woods. I am Ryan Abraham. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time.